Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back. Episode 121. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's get right into it. Um, I, I, this just happened literally less than 24 hours ago. Uh, but August Alsina, uh, known for fucking Jada Pinkett, uh, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was known a little bit for his music, <laughs> you know, but, um, he released a song called Entanglement featuring Rick Ross. Yeah. And what's crazy about this is now it's like, just like Chris Flail said last week, like now you've turned into like this clout chasing motherfucker now. Yeah. Which is, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> I don't think that. I, what people don't realize is there are some people that get away from the art. Mm-hmm. You could say he kind of leaned into his art, but then again, he didn't. Yeah. Because he used the cheap moment to do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it reminds me of the situation with Brittany Renner that had that tell-all book about the guy she fucked. Yeah. And she turned it into Hey, guys, a book. I slept with all the rappers and athletes. Hi, guys. I, I fucked everybody. Read <laughs> my book about fucking everybody. <laughs> How is that? Like, it, it's weird. And what I noticed, too, is is... Um, a lot of people like supported that book, which is garbage. Yeah, and th- and August Alsina, what he's doing is garbage, also. Yeah, but to make a long story short, um, the song Entanglements, um, it's not a bad song. It's not a great song either. It's just like the typical staple R and B song. Yeah, and I just really think it was also off color for Rick Ross to be on it. Like, come on, Rick, you're better than this. Yeah, I, I, and which, which is kind of bad. Like, I, I actually like Rick Ross's verse on the song. Yeah. But it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, really, like, Rick Ross, you didn't really have anything to do with the whole situation. No. I'm not sure why you would want to entangle yourself in the whole, right. you know, in the whole, I don't know if it's a disagreement or whatever you would call it. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I just didn't understand the feature from Rick Ross. Um, But as far as, like, the song, the song is okay. You know, it's kind of it kind of gets stuck in your head after a while. I I don't personally um, listen to a lot of August Alsina's music no. outside of like that early early you know couple songs. But um, yeah, I, I just I just wish that more people would just stay out of the the this toxic toxicity or I don't know what you would call it. Like just try to stay away from the trendiness or whatever, right, and just right. lean into your art, right? Um, just, you know, go in the studio and make good music. Like, and I can understand, you know, there's nothing wrong with speaking about the situation, 100%. but there's a certain, um, clout chasiness that goes exactly. along with naming the song entanglement yeah. and, yeah. you know, the, the, uh, the cover art and, you know, the whole situation. It's just like, yeah, uh, he's a talented musician. So I just wish he, you know, he just sat back and, you know, I, I guess there's a timeliness to it. You have to take advantage of the exactly. time, but if he just had like some records in the stash where it was uh there's a way to make this same song yeah. but be more like heartfelt and right. less like trendiness. Right, true. But like, Entanglement. I, I hate it doggy style. I hate it doggy style, girl. <laughs> now that's a hit. <laughs> no, man, but I just think people lean into convenient trash. Yeah. Right. This is very convenient to do this. But you know what, though? I think it, I, I don't know Jada Pinkett like that. Maybe he's getting tired of her shit. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think that at the end of the day, um, this is too common. And it's, it's a business practice, I guess, or people use it as, a, as a, something to leverage. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it's going to be a blight on your career. 
because they, they're not if they have to look back and look at you as the guy that fucked Jada Pinkett, that's not good for your career. Yeah. You should be leading with your music. Like, this, for example, I, I was telling Keith before the podcast, imagine if this podcast fucking blew up like huge for me saying something crazy and then people tune in from it. And now I have to live up to that nonsense I'm saying on the fucking podcast. Mm hmm. And if that's not really who I am, I become a caricature of myself, which in turn means I'm a puppet and I can't make the career that I want because now I've leaned into some bullshit. Yeah. And you got to keep doing that every single week. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like uh, it's just like being uh, the people from Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. I mean, these motherfuckers are too old. They're trying to bring that show back. I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, you're like fucking 38, man. That's still trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You're piss fist pumping like champs. I seen a couple of grenades on the beach. I'm like, dude, you guys are too old. You guys got kids and shit. Still coming back to Jersey Shore, but it's because you can't do anything else. Yeah, you got to evolve. You got to evolve, yeah, man. That's a tough part about like coming into uh, this entertainment space with no actual talent. Right. Like, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to evolve to. And I, some of them are doing like the whole DJ thing. And right. You know, some of them try to lean into acting, but yeah. Um, Polly D is the only one that got like a real talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's just tough. It's like, because what you want to do is just have the opportunity to leverage your talents to to do multiple yeah. things. But when you when you're a reality star and you're just a reality star, there's not really anywhere to go. You can't. It it it's not transferable to anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. If you come up with a resume somewhere and you say I'm a reality star, they're not going to take you serious. They yeah. might put you on Celebrity Apprentice, and when that's not hot they're gonna put you on some other reality show mm-hmm. and it's like you only have talent in the reality realm and it's not even reality it's scripted bullshit yeah it's scripted I, and this is why i don't i can't stand when people watch reality tv because it just turns your brain into fucking mush yeah find a good podcast that teaches you something listen to some ted talks i don't yeah. know listen, listen to, to a something. trucker's mind podcast listen to trucker's mind podcast yeah let us stimulate you okay yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let us stimulate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but not to get straight too far from the topic August Alcina, this was cheap It, it was it was cheap um, The song was, you know, was like I said It wasn't bad, it wasn't great um, There's not a whole lot to really say about this Except for the fact that This is just, you don't want to do this, man Yeah, man It's Yeah, it's just unfortunate I, I never, and this is a lesson for Anybody out here that's trying to be In this yeah. entertainment world It's just Just um, just be honest with yourself and and stay away from like trends because right. at the end of the day, um, and Jay Z had this song and he he talked about like I forget the name of the song, but it was like mm-hmm. his retirement song where he talked about like mm-hmm. and it was like an interview with uh, Biggie Smalls I think at the beginning of it right. or whatever, and uh, he just basically talked about how he stays on top and you know how he stayed away from trendiness and kind of yeah. been himself since day one and and, and all these kind of things and you know just take it from the man that's been uber successful and had you know right. 12 13 you know number one albums and all these kind of things and um like when when people go to you i think they're going to you for what you make 100% so if you start leaning into what everyone else makes right. then it kind of like you kind of lose that authenticity a little bit yeah so. i think people like when they see meltdowns because the average person just wants to be entertained they're using you for entertainment they're not using you uh, for what there's what, what you really should be putting out. Yeah. So when they see a celebrity having a meltdown or a bad marriage, they're like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh look at them! Look at them! They're not so perfect after all." Yeah, that's I, what they want. I would want to ask August Alcina, like, if if that song 
wasn't about Jada Pinkett and the whole Will Smith right. situation, um, would you still put that song out? A hundred percent. Like, is it good enough to stand up without itself. the, you know, without the uh, messiness to it? True. And if the answer is no, I feel like you should, you know, put it back in the vault. The answer is no, though. That's yeah. not a song. If you just put that song out, it is be a regular song that's released on a fucking whatever day, mm-hmm. Saturday or whatever day it's released. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been like, oh, August got new music. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I think he has an insecurity problem, too. What you mean? He has an insecurity problem in regards probably to his art, because it's probably not moving the way he wants it to. Yeah. And he took this opportunity during uh, a pandemic to put some attention on him with the Jada Pinkett shit, and then he came out with a song. His album probably didn't do as good as he he would would have liked it. Nah. And this, this right here doesn't make you a fan. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go, I guarantee you this much. I haven't looked, so I don't want to sound like a dipshit. But if you go to this song, I guarantee you it has a lot of hits because it's new and it's about Jada Pinkett and the name of it and shit. But if you go to his other music, it doesn't have nearly the amount of attention, probably based on the fact that they know what they're coming to. Oh, you heard that song Entanglements? He talking about Jada Pinkett. You need to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But then it's gonna drive the numbers on that song. But his other shit, it's gonna. There people are. They're not gonna dive into it as much. Some mm-hmm. people probably will. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just on some fuck shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, I think I want to look up his uh, what? How many um, of views it has? Not the views. That's on. I'm more so the uh, the album. Oh. like the last album because he released the album. So the pro it's called the product three. State uh-huh. of emergency. What I, the heck? August is like the type of nigga that released a whole album about how he had sex with Jada Pinkett. <laughs> <laughs> Song number one will be like when I first slid in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Big Willie style. What? The Big Willie style. What is that? That um, that's what Will Smith used to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, you know, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a troll. I think he's gonna start remaking Will Smith's song. He's gonna have like uh uh getting jiggy with it. Um, Dang. getting jiggy with it, entanglement version. Entanglement version. <laughs> getting Jada with it. <laughs> getting Jada with it. <laughs> uh, uh, I think funny. Jada was kind of forced to tell the truth about this shit because if she didn't, he'd probably be the next week like Breaking news, August Alcina says he has sex with the whole family. Oh, wow. <laughs> Both men and women. That would be crazy. Damn. <laughs> the grandma, everybody. <laughs> the gra- grandma look good, too. Yeah, no telling, man. That's funny. August Alcina. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. man. Yeah, August Alcina reports an origin <laughs> of the whole family. He probably got a sex tape somewhere. Yeah, with a whole production value. The same, the same cameraman that do the red table talk got. They recorded the sex tape. Oh man, <laughs> the the video is probably called uh, "Red Table Cock." <laughs> red Table. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, man, there ain't much else to see here, man. I didn't see. There's oh. no numbers. I don't see no numbers here. But it didn't do so hot. It, it oh. debuted at number forty eight on the Billboard chart. So, oh. it's two hundred albums that come out. So. Mm. Wow. They list, so yeah, it's yeah. I don't see no actual numbers though, so it had to be pretty low. All right, August. Well, we're gonna have to move on from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> switching <laughs> gears, uh, the NFL. Um, basically, the NFL had released the schedule for like you know when the players were supposed to report to camp and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But while doing that, there was no type of 
uh, plans on player safety. And here's some of the tweets from the, the players. Mm-hmm. Um, in the tweet, on the tweet it says here, Adam Schefter uh, sent one. It says, sent a trend. And Drew Brees said, uh, we, need the, we need football. We need sports. We need hope. Uh, the NFL's unwillingness to follow the recommendations of their own medical experts will prevent that. If the NFL doesn't do their part to keep it safe or whatever, and then I'll let you cut it off there, damn it. Then another one says, uh, Miles Garrett, if the NFL doesn't do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. We want to play. Hashtag we want to play. Uh, Ty Gurley, if you want to watch football this year, us players need to remain healthy in order to make that happen. The NFL needs to do their part in ordering to in order to bring football back safely in 2020. We mm-hmm. want to play. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jarvis Landry said, crazy to see how the NFL is not following the recommendations of its own experts regarding health and safety for us as players. As of today, questions have not been answered and we want to play. So ultimately, I just don't understand how you think you can run an organization and you run this organization and you've had months you've had over the past three months. So you didn't have the foresight to say, hey, there's a chance that we may not get to play because this thing's serious. It was labeled a pandemic. Businesses shut down. We are a huge fucking business. We are an entertainment business that have NFL players and fans that come to our stadiums. What is what is going to be our uh, plan of safety? But evidently, these motherfuckers haven't even told the players. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think um, the we all know about the the NFL and you know their their history has showed us more than you know the words that they've been been saying over the past right. couple of weeks as far as um you know the Black Lives Matter movement and yeah. we should have listened to the players and yeah. all those you know that nonsense Roger did Roger Goodell was spewing in his basement. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, this is not surprising to me at all. You know, you you, you just think about who, like how, uh, you know, what owners and whatnot are in cahoots with certain political figures and all these kind of things. And you know, this is this is kind of right up the NFL's alley. Alley. They probably don't actually believe that there is a coronavirus. Right. If you know, if their you know actions are matching with who they align themselves with. Who knows? Yeah. So. Um, it's just unfortunate because, you, you you know, it's a sport that we all love and, you know, it's a sport that we've been able to watch over the past, you know, however long you were alive, pretty much, right? right. Whenever you started watching football. And it's just like, it's just a staple in our in our life. Like, we, we always knew that on Sunday, we could turn on, you know, TV in the morning and, and watch some watch some football. Yeah. And then, like, the and for the players also, and we already know like that the players don't have that much power. Like, like yeah. out of most sports, the um, the NFL players probably have the least power, even though it's the True. the most popular sport. Glorified employees. Yeah, and um, for them to to say that they want to play, but you know they're basically in, in you know battling this this uh, entity that's not even taping, taking the proper precautions for them. To stay healthy, it's just it's just unfortunate. Be and the crazy part is, is that when Tom Brady gets sick, or Cam Newton, or right. you know Todd Gurley, or Drew Brees, or whatever player gets sick, like that's going to affect their bottom line, anyways. Like, right. no, who wants to watch a backup quarterback play on Sunday? Hmm, like, it, it really just makes you tune out of a game. So, right. I don't understand why they and it's I. Albeit it is very difficult. It's, it's the NFL. It's fifty-two players on a team. Right. It's you know twenty-two players on a field at a single time. So it's a more difficult task than 
you know, the the NBA where they have like basically a bubble, a community. And, right. But you can still take some precautions. And I think that's what the NFL players are asking right. for. They just want a little bit of something. They want to, you know, want some, you know, t- things that they can do to, you know, to essentially be um, m- more protected than right. just showing up like it's a normal world yeah. out there. Yeah. I think the dumbest thing about it is, is like you would think somebody that um, does things specifically for liability purposes would be smarter about it. I think the dumbest fucking thing you could do is not have a plan of safety and the plan of safety would actually protect you against someone dying the biggest fear the nfl should have is that one of their professional athlete dies of covid yeah if that was to happen they would be fucked not only was the season be over but there would be legal issues that lawsuit would be crazy it would be crazy the whole league would shut down and players would stop playing so i think this my i think my course of action for the nfl would be this one they would not be able to play in america just straight up. There's too many cases in America. There's different cities with different numbers of cases. So these teams are in different cities. The only yeah. way you can do this is have them in almost the same type of setting as the NBA, meaning not living in a bubble, but they need to move to a place that doesn't have cases such as New in Zealand. In the Midwest. Oh, oh, you said outside uh, of the outside country. Of the My country. Bad. Yeah. So we're talking like New Zealand, right? Yeah. And if they go to New Zealand, they get tested, they go into quarantine for so many days, and then the the they get allowed to be in there. Now you can open up operations because there's not nearly any cases out there at all. Yeah. And you could actually have fans. They probably would social distance them, but you could have fans. You could have a real NFL season. But if you think you can open the NFL or have it going this year in America, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I told some people a long time ago, I was like, yo, this, there's not going to be a season, period. You know how they do NFL games in different countries sometimes every year? They, some, I think they do them in like Mexico. One is in Mexico. Another yeah. one is like in there's one in Europe, Europe. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You better start checking these other countries for the whole fucking season. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think um, I don't know if that that will ever take place. I think what's really going to happen. I think there's going to be an NFL season mm-hmm. until people start getting sick, and then exactly. that's when that's when it's going to get yeah, uh, it's going to get crazy. But people are going to get sick early because they report mm-hmm. to camp allegedly, you know, this month. So yeah, yeah. yeah not, not to mention you can't you can't do what you're doing with the NBA to the NFL because the rosters are way too big. Uh, in the NBA, it's a little more personal. The rosters are smaller, and it's towards the end of the year. So a lot of these players have already earned their spot in the playoffs. Yeah. So the NBA is going to actually also set the tone for the NFL because we're going to see if that type of if it model, works, if it works. Mm-hmm. So if all of a sudden LeBron looks like shit and he comes to that down with COVID, if LeBron gets COVID, all the NBA is over. Bottom line, there yeah. will be no NBA. If Le- Le- if LeBron just himself got sick then the whole NBA is fucked. Yeah. Period. So yeah. honestly, too, I'm going to be honest. I think if LeBron came down with it, they probably wouldn't even report it. <sighs> they couldn't. That's the whole fucking league, man. Yeah. People <laughs> would tune out. When LeBron not in the finals, it's not even entertainment. Yeah, it's not. Not yeah. to mention he's the dog of the NBA still. He, yeah. he, he may not be the best player in the league, but he's one of the top players in the league. Yeah. Not to mention – you know, he's fucking LeBron James. Yeah, he's LeBron. So we got to see if this is going to work for them. If they can't keep COVID out of that bubble, then it ain't going to work in NBA and NFL because these guys are having parties and shit. Because uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got COVID mm-hmm. and him and Dak Prescott was hanging out with a bunch of chicks 
at some house party. Yeah, it's too many players to control, man. And these guys have got a lot of money in their single, man. These guys are getting, look, excuse my French, but these guys are getting pussy all over the globe, okay? Yeah. They got girls coming from all over the place, and these girls don't realize they probably have COVID, or Dak Prescott or whoever else don't realize they got COVID, and they're passing this shit around. And a lot of these players be smoking weed on the offseason, so they passing the blunt around. So they're spreading this shit. Yeah. So America is still spreading it. You got people that are still um, pushing back on the mask and, they, you know, they still want to go to all these settings standing right next to each other. Dude, this shit ain't going nowhere no time soon. Yeah. I, we're going to be dealing with this shit a while. And and I think what we're going to find out is that telling people to stay home and shit, even that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of it's going to work. Personally. The only thing that's going to work is a vaccine. That's it. Yeah. And it's not- just it, you can't. You just can't control people. No, there are certain people. So there are certain people that normal people that would be like, hey, you know, it's a, it's a virus going around. I don't want to catch it. So I'm going to just chill. I'm going you know, to get out the house when I need to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do little things to to make money here and there. But for the most part, I'm going to stay in the house. Right. And then there are certain people, <laughs> conservatives, that just want to be rebels. <laughs> and they want to, you know, they want to be outside of the house. And they may go outside of the house more because they don't want to be controlled by, right. you know, some slick haired uh, libtard named Gavin Newsom. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's hilarious. And then when conservatives do wear a mask, it got a Confederate flag on it. Yeah, no, nah, black. <laughs> or they, I've been seeing them ones with the sheeps. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like you know, your sheep. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, but no, nah, man, uh, we got different numbers of cases in different spots. Yeah, we've we done a fucked up job managing. Uh, COVID-19 um, mm-hmm. and a significant amount of people have died. They say, well, the numbers are all mushed up. They're this and that. I mean, a significant amount. Of, you can't say it's significant in comparison to the whole world, right? Or the whole country. Yeah. Because more people die of other things. Yes. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to conflate this virus with everything else, right? Yeah. There's other things that do kill people more. That's a fact, right? But, and, and, and most people... Even- but what? even with that, the thing, you know, other viruses killing more uh, mm-hmm. people more. Um, I I don't I'm not a person that catches a flu. And, you know, right. I don't know very many people that do catch the flu regularly. 100%. And obviously there's a you know vaccine and it's a whole season for it. Right. But I probably know more people that have caught the coronavirus than I do that catch the flu on a on a year by year basis. That's true. That's a good one. Because I can I can rattle off some names. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and the thing about it, too, is, is is multiple things are true, folks. This is why you should just stand on something if you don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. What only thing we know about COVID is what we know, what we're being told. Even if you do research, it's still from a source that's telling us something. Unless you know a, vir- a virologist, right, that's trying to come up with solutions and that is telling you something directly, you don't know shit. Mm-hmm. So don't stand on the side that this is just a fake uh, made up virus it's not even that bad or don't stand on the side that this is killing everybody you need to like at the end of the day there shouldn't be an extreme mm-hmm. i think that you can believe multiple things and what i believe is is this is killing people which mm-hmm. is a fact mm-hmm. and most people recover which is a fact yeah both of these things are a fact however you can spread this shit to vulnerable people These NFL players have grandmothers. They have people in their family with diabetes. They have people in their family who do have underlying health conditions. Yeah. So, you know, they could be scoring six touchdowns, have a great time, not realizing they have COVID because they're top-notch superior athletes, go home, hug their grandma, and she fucking dies. Crazy. Yeah. And guess who's getting sued for that? 
NFL. NFL. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is this. In order to protect themselves, the NFL is going to do testing. Well, no players had coronavirus at this time. And then there's going to be a trainer and say, wait a minute. Now, Jarvis Landry had a... Uh, the NFL be lying, and we already know this. Oh, we know they lie. They, they protected, you know, they protected uh, the information about, you know, the brain for, for years 100%. and years and years. So. Yeah, NFL is like China. Yeah. <laughs> NFL is like America. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, China be lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> they should just call it uh, 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 NCF. Or, no, NCL. What's that? Uh, the, uh, nah, I can't say that. <laughs> that's going to sound like a, a, a Trumpism. <laughs> Trumpism. Yeah. But um, no, nah, man, it, the, it's crazy. I, I just think that without a plan for a whole organization, like imagine this. Imagine if we have a, I don't know, me, me and Keith get a whole production team mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. We got somebody doing camera. We got somebody doing editing. We got people doing all kind of stuff. And we don't have any type of plan to protect them. Mm-hmm. Like no type of plan. They could come back and sue us. Yeah. So from a legal standpoint, you want to have that protection for yourself, at least mm-hmm. like, hey, like, hey, man, like you signed this waiver, you, you, you know, this is telling you X and Y. But I think they already have those type of waivers um, set up for players. Yeah. And and what they might be thinking is this. OK, well, you stars don't want to play. Oh, we know some people that want to play. They've been there's um, and this is obviously not sports, but right. um. You know, SAG, like the acting guild yeah, or whatever. Yeah, acting guild. Uh, they have a they have a whole um, list of things that have to be in place in order for SAG yeah. actors to, yeah. to 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 go on these productions. Now, yeah, you have to have um, insurance. The people, like whenever they arrive on set to the film, they have to be quarantined for like fourteen days before mm-hmm. you guys can shoot. Um, they got to be tested every single day. They have to have a nurse on hand. That's so, a lot. so um, you know, with 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 that community, it's um, a lot of people are thinking that these big budget movies might be it might be over for them because Ooh. you got to think if you're if you're shooting an Avengers movie, it probably costs like two hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, and then you have to multiply that now because all of those people on set have to be tested Ooh. and you have to have a nurse on hand and you know nurses are they're not you know cheap you no. know people they have around and if you have a production that big you're probably going to have multiple nurses so yes. and then you're going to have to have the insurance to cover everything just in case um someone on set catches a coronavirus so it's like yeah it could come out they could still come out with another like avengers movie but mm-hmm. the, in this one um instead of like um Thanos snapping his fingers um, most of society goes away because of coronavirus. Yeah. So now Thanos has less of a job <laughs> because they died from the fucking coronavirus. COVID, COVIDingers. <laughs> <laughs> you see Captain America. Oh shit, it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy if Ant Man just shrunk and then he just fighting freaking COVID nineteen. <laughs> he just fighting the virus. <laughs> Hope be trying to smash it. <laughs> Hope kill coronavirus. <laughs> oh, that's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. NFL's got to get their shit together. Roger Goodell's got to get his head out of his ass. He should have had a plan for this quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, he just does. He's not ready for anything. I think yeah. what we're learning more than anything is a company or a big conglomerate that is contradicting itself over and over and over again is eventually going to die. I think that there may be, first of all, I think that um, maybe in our lifetime, we might see the NFL go away. We don't know that. I don't know. It's a lot of bad companies that 
make a lot of money. I know, and and, and, and we, I mean, you, I wouldn't, I ain't putting nobody on blast, yeah. but you've worked for certain, you know, yeah. people and companies that yeah. have, you know. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But here's the deal, man. Um, just based off the brain injury thing, that's one. Yeah. Then off the Colin Kaepernick thing, that's two. Then coming back and apologizing, that's three. When knowing when you, you that Colin should have had a fucking job. Um, yeah. Then, then now you don't have a plan for the players. That's another one. Then you got an issue where you don't have hardly any black coaches, and they're getting yeah. they're being investigated for a form of discrimination. So yeah, you got a I lot think of shit going on. And uh, we'll bring this up a little bit later, um, as far as like with Nick Cannon. But mm-hmm. um, Master P had a rebuttal, and you know Master P is whenever he gets on the Breakfast Club or whatever, he always preaches ownership. Yeah, and sometimes it could sound like, you know, like he's just like, he, he, like oh, Master P is at it again. But I think that um, those things really ring true, and I think that we are becoming more aware of our power. Yeah, like I feel like you know, for the past fifty, sixty, seventy years, as, as black people, we've been kind of maneuvering through entertainment and, and and sports and stuff, and not really realizing how powerful we are. Like if you you think about um, you know the NBA, essentially Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan made the NBA to what it is now. Like they kind of you know uh, they were like the catalyst to make it like this super huge popular sport. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of what like the NFL players are starting to realize. They're starting to realize that if all these NFL players and, you know, primarily like black athletes, if all of them was just like, we're not playing or, you know, we're not playing until you do something about social justice or we're not playing until Colin Kaepernick gets a job and we're not playing until you get something in order to protect us from, you know, this virus and they just, you know, continue to work out and just sit on the sidelines, then they could really move the needle. But yeah. it's just about realizing well, how powerful I, I, you are. I kind of disagree, in, uh, not with that point, but I disagree with one thing about how the NFL should do something about inner cities and this and that. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that because that the government, that's a government issue. That's not an NFL problem. Yeah. I think that, you know, being is that the NFL is predominantly black and these issues exist within the communities of the players, I think that, that this is something that is above the league. I don't think the NFL has anything to do with what's going on. It's the, the government that's complicit in that. So this is something that's higher up in that regard. Mm-hmm. But um, in, in regards to doing something for the players, making sure they're safe, I think that's all rel- like that's all real things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and I'm sure the NFLPA has uh, something in something going on because everybody spoke out against it. Drew Brees posted a, tw- yeah. put a tweet um, and a, a couple other players. I think uh, Mahomes put up something, too. Yeah. And Mahomes just got a that's fucking the guy. mega contract. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the guy of the league now. Yeah. But not only after that Super Bowl, but he got the biggest contract mm-hmm. ever, I think. I think it's the biggest sports contract. Mm-hmm. So, fuck. Yeah, he got 500? a stupid what contract. It? Was it 500? Yeah, I think so. 502 million. It's like 100 and something guaranteed. Oh, my God. God dang. That's a lot of money. Crazy, man. That's a basketball contract. Yeah, man. You got a motherfucking... That's the roster of a whole team... In the NBA back in the yeah. day, yeah. And matter of fact, no, that's way more than a a whole roster didn't make that back in the day. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah, he gonna be he gonna be all right. Yeah, it just shows too that the that the these organizations, their bottom line is important, and they rather uh, put you at risk. Well, we talked money. about it. Also, like you know, they don't change anything until 
something goes wrong. Right. So nothing's going, nothing's really going wrong yet. No one's, right. they're not reported to camp. So not, like no one's technically sick under their, mm-hmm. you know, under it, their watch. Exactly. But mm-hmm. what, what might happen too is if these players try to sit out, you got to realize there's a such thing as scab workers. There's a such thing as scab players. What Meaning, is that? Yes. Basically people that you never seen were jobs like soup, like supermarkets where they all start picketing in front of the store. Yeah. And they hold no signs. That company can hire scab workers, just people that need jobs really bad. Oh, yeah. Like they need jobs really bad. And the people that work in there are basically like temp workers. Yeah. So the NFL can do the same thing, and they've already done it. Mm-hmm. The NFL had scab uh, you, scab players before. You know what happens, too, is that in, it's kind of like I, I shot you a text the other day, and I was talking about how I walked into this this liquor store, and the guy was on his phone. He, you know, he barely said, you know, five words to me, but... I still ended up spending like twelve dollars. Yeah, um, and the customer service, you know, on paper is just bad customer service. Right. He's a nice guy, and he's you know he's in there all day, and yeah. this is like music, loud music. He's talking on the phone. He's just like taking my money, and then that was right. the end of the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to go to. We don't have to, but we have to go to the store. You right, know what right, I mean? right, We, we right. got to get gas. We got to yeah. get water, or drink, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and condoms, the same thing with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some condoms. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> extra large magnums, if you ask. <laughs> just <like, laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, same with the NFL. I feel like in in their mind, they feel like the brand is so much more powerful than any individual. Right. So it's like Tom Brady is cool, Patrick Mahomes is cool, but at the end of the day, this is the NFL. This right. is the shield. The people, there's diehard fans that are going to watch this game regardless of who lines up because right. the the team yeah. is bigger than you know any individual so. exactly 100 percent. and there's so much shit going on too not to mention the redskins changed their name and logo's gonna change yeah so you got a fucking clusterfuck going on in the nfl mm-hmm. and they, there's no there's no rule book for this not to mention each team is ran like its own state like in america yeah like you know texas is doing some of the coronavirus but then Washington's doing something with the coronavirus. Yeah. Then, so it's each team having to be on board, and they might not be doing things exactly the same to protect the players. Mm-hmm. So even if you have something in it that's – every team has to comply with this. Mm-hmm. So I think the only thing you can do is you're going to have to have every team in one city. You know what they, they wouldn't do? That's, that's why I was saying like the, the there, there's a connection between the politics and the NFL teams mm-hmm. because – they're making so much money for these cities and states that it, right. it's inevitable. Right. Because um, you would think like a, a, a team in a bay like, you know, like yeah. um, like the 49ers, right. this extremely liberal part of the country uh-huh. um, compared to somewhere, you know, in Dallas or Houston where, you know, those are extremely conservative right. spaces. Right. Their mindset is going to be totally exactly. different. So, yeah, it's going it's to be interesting to see how, how this whole thing shakes out. And I was thinking too it's like as much as you know gavin newsom is trying to put the hammer down there's no way he can say that the 49ers can't play football oh fuck no he ain't gonna yeah say that. he can close a bar because y'all ain't got no power it's just you know Ooh, buffalo wild wings or whatever right. but ain't no way he gonna be like ain't no way this lip tar is gonna <laughs> shut down the 49ers <laughs> you know you shut my bars down and i didn't say nothing newsom but you shut down my niners you lip tar son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you and that goddamn Pelosi, <laughs> slick hair, slick talking, lip tart. <laughs> What's next? You gonna take our guns? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's common. You know what I noticed about Gavin Newsom with the slick back hair? He reminds me of fucking Pat Riley. <laughs> he do look like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, Gavin Newsom looks like he looks like the type of like he looks like a party guy. Yeah. Like he's definitely he, a frat guy. Yeah, definitely least. a frat guy. <laughs> this guy went through a lot of pussy in his life. I'm telling you, Gavin Newsom look. He looks uh, like the guy because he has a, a a a wine a wine business. Oh, okay. He started like in the early '90s, like '92 or some shit. Mm-hmm. So this guy. I'm pretty sure he has parties at his venue. Yeah. A lot of young chicks snorting coke and shit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, dude. That's Gavin funny. Newsom looks like the type of guy that parties, man. Yeah. That's funny. He was on that show with uh with LeBron. That uh that show LeBron the shop, I think it was. Really? Yeah. He I signed he signed a thing that 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 uh, allowed college players to have well, this was just in California. Yeah. To have um to the, make money off their likeness. Yeah, off their likeness. Yeah. yeah. And he signed it on uh, LeBron's little talk. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. And I, and then when I watched that show, I was just like, "Yeah, Gavin Newsom, this guy is this guy is partying." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. yeah. I just don't. I just I think at the end of the day, that was a great point, by the way. Mm-hmm. With all the NFL teams, Gavin Newsom is not saying the Niners, the Chargers, the Rams, the, the Rams, yeah. all you teams. Nobody's gonna play. He's not gonna say he, shit. He can't say that. He can't because because I'm telling you, them owners and they're gonna be like, "Hey, <clears throat> they got Gavin's number." Yeah. Like, hey, Gav, even if they don't got his number, they got his number. That's Yo, Gav, remember that uh, video I got of you snorting lines off a girl ass in college? <laughs> <laughs> Just be quiet for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. These guys, I'm telling you, these, these NFL teams, they got just as much power as Gavin in a different way. Yeah. They, yeah, they, for they, sure. They, they probably know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows Gavin Newsom's wife. Pretty, yeah. Pretty positive he's married. Yeah. And, you know, Gavin probably likes... You know, smashing young chicks that go to these colleges. Probably like 21-year-old 20, chicks, man. Some Stanford chicks. Yeah, huh? some Stanford chicks. And then one of these Sac NFL State females. One of these one of these NFL owners would be like, I want you to I want you to suck them up real good. <laughs> get it on camera. Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Get it. He's sending all the Dallas cheerleaders over there. Yeah. Jerry, so I want to suck them up real Jerry, good. Jerry, Jerry Jones is gonna be like <laughs> I heard he likes taters. <laughs> get him a get get him, get him some tater tots and get him some beer. You'll get him every time. Oh man! Hey, That's what's going fun. on, Gavin? How's it going? This <laughs> Jerry Jones from the Dallas Cowboys. I'm calling you because I got your videotape. You better not touch my league. All right? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Gavin is gonna be coming after that happens. <laughs> Gavin is gonna have all kind of crazy conferences. Like we are now legalizing the Confederate flag <laughs> in California. <laughs> Prostitution uh, is now legal. <laughs> like, what's wrong with Gavin Newsom? Why is he doing all this? That's crazy. Yeah, somebody man. knows something about Gavin, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, if 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 they somebody knows something about that guy, he got to be squeaky clean though, because he kind of already looked like, like you said, he he's looked squeaky, like he'd been dabbling. He's in squeaky some, some clean, stuff. but he's cut off the loose end. So people that want to do something to him, they can't do it no more. Yeah, yeah. But people know some shit. I'm telling you, that guy. I just. Like I know people, I, even though I don't know him, I don't know him that great. But he's got something. You can going look on. in. You can look in their eyes. Yeah, he got something going on, man. Some strangeness. Yeah, he's got some. Uh, he's got some. Uh, you remember those videos, those uh, infomercials, the girls gone wild videos? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like the guy that probably owned those yachts. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Spring break never got so wild. <laughs> Order now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's All right, funny. switching gears. Um. Be objective about what you believe in, and what I what I what I mean by that is this: a lot of people will 
um, make statements in regards to politics, right? Have you ever seen somebody that posts stuff on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and it's always aligned with what they believe in? So let's say you're conservative, right, or liberal, and you constantly post about how great Trump is and about, you know, how great like Candace Owens and Fox News and all these conservative things that you post about. You post about all these things you believe in and how great they are and how all your views align with them. And let's say liberals do the same thing, right? Whatever they believe in. But not one time do you objectively look at what you believe in and question it. You're the problem with the world. Mm -hmm. You are the problem with the world. Let me give you an example. Um, I'm a diehard 49er fan, right? And uh, I belong to a forum. Well, not belong to a forum, but I'm on a forum, a 49er forum. It's a fan page. And, um, you know, when things weren't going, well, the Niners obviously went to the Super Bowl last season, but there was times where I didn't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. and And I made that clear. I was like, look, Jimmy Garoppolo played a really bad game, but our defense bailed us out. And then I, and then I got attacked by a bunch of people on the forum. Mm-hmm. You ain't no real 49er fan. You ain't shit. You might as well get off this forum. You trash. Oh, I'm getting attacked by a bunch of people that are fans of the same team as me. Yeah. Then I noticed I made another statement. I was like, here goes Jimmy Garoppolo again with this crap, man. This guy does this all the time. Throwing these interceptions. Throwing these interceptions. It's like, you, you just get the fuck off the forum, you loser. You're not a real fan. All this, and this is only because my views did not align with theirs yeah so they're willing to support something even when it's doing bad right yeah which is a problem i don't give a fuck who you are. i don't care if you're trump obama your mama whoever the fuck it is i'm going to call you out when you do something wrong even if i support you and that's what we need in america we don't have enough of that mm-hmm. so trump can say something completely fucking stupid you're conservative and you back it up mm-hmm. whether it's obama whoever and you are the fucking problem there was this chick, man, I'm, man, I was about to unfollow her. All she posts is stuff that aligns with conservative things. I don't mind you having a different view than me. That is cool. Completely fine. We need that. There's a certain level of, 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 of healthy interactions that you need to have with people that have different views than you. But the problem I have is when you are not objective. That's when I can't fuck with you no more. Yeah. Yeah, th- this happens a lot, man. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's almost rare to be this like... Uh, I would call it like an independent thinker right. because um, we, you know, just how we talked about with like the Gavin Newsom being in a fraternity right, or whatever. Right. I think the, and there's, there's nothing wrong with being in a fraternity, but I think part right. of like the reason people lean into these fraternities or sororities, even like gang members and stuff like that, you just kind of want to be aligned with something. True. You want to surround 100%. yourself with people that, you know, think the way you do and right. like act the way you do. Right. Um, but that's, you know, like you said, that's the the real issue. And you see it in certain and and I try to like let people know when you when you start to have a discussion with someone about something mm. and they sound like they're just reiterating something that you've heard from you a go. certain, you know, sector or certain community, yep. then I know that that's you're doing exactly what we're talking exactly. about. You're just kind of like uh, falling in line with you know the way that your community thinks, a hundred percent. But you know, and you, you see it all the time. I've seen it even like with discussions about Jada Pinkett. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, people that are I don't know. There's like just like extreme feminism, right? Mm. So a lot of them were just coming to her defense, defense. like you know she was just figuring her life out shut and shut up. She you know she was just going through it, and you know sometimes right. you have to go through this journey. Sometimes you have to suck dick to really know what you want in a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know, sit down somewhere. 
and, and, and there's I think there's toxic levels of everything. There's toxic people on the left, toxic people on the right. There's yeah. even toxic people in feminism. Oh, I know I'm going to get some backlash for that, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to look at anything you support. If you consider yourself to be a feminist and you see a woman woman treating a man wrong, don't say, oh, well, you know, they treat us bad, so that's what they get. Mm-hmm. That's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. I think that when anyone is treating someone wrong, they should be called out. And then you look at Jada Pinkett, and, and the crazy thing is, if it was Will Smith, I wonder what the, the view of it would be, like when we talked about. But it's like, you can't be objective because you stand so firmly on one thing that that it's like you rather look stupid in the process and defend that because you don't even know what else to do. Like, for example, if I see a black person that's doing something that's that's off color and not good and whether it's committing a crime, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm not going to support you because you look like me. Yeah, I'm going to denounce that. Because I don't want to ever look like I'm defending somebody strictly because they're black. And you know what happens with th- those kind of people? Those kind of people start to believe that other people are doing the same thing. Like 100%. I remember this uh, this conservative girl. She was like, the the thing that bothers me about the whole Obama situation is that black people voted for Obama just because he was black. Oh wow! I was like, no, that I mean, there's been many people that came through. That were black, you know, Ben Carson and right. all these uh, Candace Owens. Black people don't mess with them like that. Nah. So that t- totally like denounces everything you have to say about right. like us just like being these sheep or whatever. Right, right. Um, but in turn, those are, you know, that same person I would say that kind yeah. of thing would be that conservative that would, you know, basically like champion everything that their, yeah, you know, exactly. their side is doing. So. Yeah, when you champion everything Trump does, you know that some of the shit he does is problematic and you mm-hmm. never speak up on it. But mm-hmm. I keep seeing you bringing up Obama and that was fucking almost four years ago. Yeah. That's a problem. That means that you're, you're not a part of a, a party. You're a part of a cult. Yeah. And you don't have enough. You don't have your your opinion is shit because Mm -hmm. it's not a real opinion. Mm -hmm. Your your opinion is merely based off the fact that you think what you're doing is right, Mm -hmm. but you're defending something even when it's not right. Like, for example, if we're walking down the street and Keith just slaps somebody, I'm be like, Keith, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to start slapping a guy because Keith was slapping a guy. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah. But you have to be willing to call out people, even people that you care about. I don't care if it's your mom your fucking dad, whoever, if they're not doing something right, you got to call them out for it. Yeah. Keith holds me accountable. If I see him doing something, I'll be like, hey, Keith, you may not think that this is this way, but mm-hmm. to somebody else, it might come off that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So it's accountability, too. Yeah. There's a certain level of accountability to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. All I, What I can say this is it just pisses me off when I see people that constantly try to hit you over the head with their political beliefs on social media and they're not objective about anything. Look, this is the advice I have for you. If you do this, just, just go away. Shut the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. If you can't be objective about what you, but I don't care if it's religion, right? If, if you believe in God, right? Don't look at somebody that is Buddhist and say, your God's fake. Your, your God's fake news. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Because the- in reality, you know, and I'm a religious person myself. Right. Um, in reality, all of it sounds a little far fetched to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just every story, whether you Buddhist or mm-hmm. Muslim or you know you believe in Jesus or mm-hmm. whatever it is, it all yeah. sounds like a story to me. So it, I would true. never like disrespect anybody. That's a great point. Yeah, 
No, I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going because all of them have this parallel yeah. in the in the type of storyline and yeah. the things that happen. Yeah. They seem very um, And they're not it doesn't seem real at all. 100%. Like people walking on water and bushes burning and 100%. parting the Red Sea. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's that. a hell of a point. Mm-hmm. That is a hell of a point. Um and it's and it, you said it all sounds like a story to me. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I can't denounce what you're doing if I have a parallel belief system. Yeah. Right. You believe you may believe in a God that has 10 arms. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. So, you know, he could pick up stuff, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can sucker punch you in many different ways. <laughs> you may believe in an elephant with 10 arms, but yeah. I mean, I can't I can't knock that down. Yeah. Right? And, and but I have to be objective enough to realize, like, OK, you're a peaceful person. You're a solid person. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter what the hell you believe in. Mm-hmm. As long as you've, um, as if one is, is, if it's made you a better person and you're willing to look outside of what you believe in and say, hey, that's cool. You believe in that too. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird world, man. And, and I think that, you know, social media is exacerbating uh, the problem because yeah. it's so convenient. You know, I've been seeing people really leaning into what they're leaning in everything. I've been seeing, uh, black people leaning into their blackness big time. Yeah, I've been seeing Mexicans leaning into their their culture big time. I've been seeing conservatives leaning into their conservative. I've been seeing liberals leaning. Everybody is leaning into their shit right now. They're yeah. really leaning into it. Mm-hmm. But let me be clear when I say this: make sure you're objective. That's yeah. all I can say for everyone. I feel I feel like um, you you have to question everything a hundred percent because it's a lot of nonsense out there you know when when it comes to wh- whatever sector you right. know um you know whether you're conservative liberal it's just a lot of a lot of you know it's just we're like we've said this before but we're just too nuanced of a people to just be completely aligned with any let alone any person, but any community or group of people like right. that doesn't that doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? We're all you know, we all our genetic makeup is all completely different. So for you right. to believe exactly every single thing that someone else That's believes just because they're liberal, just because they're conservative, yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Right. And like you mentioned a little bit earlier, is like I pay attention to the language or the certain key words that people <clears> say. <throat> and it, it already because I've seen this scenario a billion times. It tells me where your lot where your views align. Yeah. When we're talking and it'd be like uh, and, and in the conversation be going great and it'd be like. Yeah, you know that fucking Newsome. I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I already know. I, I already this, know. This, guy, this guy might be conservative. Yeah. Let me keep yeah. listening. Okay. And, and then, then we keep talking. He's like, and then, then the next next couple words, like, yeah, Newsome, goddamn Pelosi. I'm like, okay, this guy, yeah. this guy's definitely conservative, which, yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. But what I don't want him to do is to force his ideology on me because it's, it's going to uh, kill this conversation. And I'm, I'm not willing to have a conversation with someone that doesn't have a real opinion. Mm-hmm. His opinion or his, her, his or her opinion is only influenced by the echo chamber that they live in. Yeah. See me, I don't live in an echo chamber because I don't expect people to be middle of the pack like me or conservative or liberal. I just expect for you to be a human being mm-hmm. and, and not allow what you believe in to impact you so much that it blinds you to, mm-hmm. you know, what's might be going on in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, man. This is something I could go in on all day. Bro. Yeah. We could talk about this for hours. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite <laughs> conversations. Yeah. I feel like I want to have a conversation with like a, a professor that deals with like behaviors. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect if we could find like a professor from mm-hmm. like big, like BC or somewhere or Cal yeah. State yeah. that can like um, make 
like have like show the parallels between like social media and political beliefs and mm-hmm. behaviors and how they happen. Oh, like, we never we had the TED talk that we oh watched, yeah, right? but we could talk about that next week. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, we could integrate it, but I don't know. It's just yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. All right, switching gears. Uh, my phone's okay. All right. Um. Oh, switching gears. Um. First of all, let me give you the definition to anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is hostility or prejudice against Jews but uh, or Jewish people is what it says here. Um, Nick Cannon made some uh, anti-Semitic comments on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, he was basically saying that people that lack melanin, melanin lack compassion. Right. And he, he just... This guy, it was like a Dungeons and Dragons conversation. Yeah. It was, you know. Um, he, he also called, it was a lot of stuff, but yeah. he's also calling them like savages, savages and yeah. said they, they, you know, basically because he, he had a whole breakdown, but basically because they like melanin, uh, melanin, yeah. that they're, uh, in turn like hungry people. Like so they have to, to take, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't even think he has real beliefs when he said that. It just sounds like, Nick Cannon was see. This is why you have to be careful what you what you take in and who you talk to, because Nick Cannon sounds very misguided. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he was saying all this. He, what it is is he articulated the bullshit enough to where he made it sound interesting to someone that's not smart enough to have their own opinion. Yeah, and then they could go out and regurgitate the same bullshit. We have a nation full of people that don't have their own opinions. They regurgitate the shit that they think is important or sounds good when it's a lie uh-huh. it's just like it's the same motherfuckers that say shit like yeah black on black crime is uh I'm like dude that's not even a real statistic but you're regurgitating it because you don't you know heard, any better yeah, you heard that somewhere you've heard that somewhere yeah. you thought it sounded smart or it made sense and it doesn't mm-hmm. if you actually do your due diligence and look up this the, the statistics or per capita or you compare that to other people then the same type of rates exist amongst other cultures, whether mm-hmm. you're brown or Mexican or you're white or whatever. You're more likely to die at the hands of someone who looks like you, especially depending on where you are demographically, whatever the case. Yeah. But to make a long story short, Nick, Nick Cannon made these very mindless comments um, and he grouped in Jewish people in the conversation and it was anti-Semitic. He got called out for it. But what I did respect is the fact that he made a genuine apology Right. And not only did he make an apology, he also mentioned how uneducated he was from the Jewish culture and what he didn't know. Um, And it was a genuine it it seemed like a genuine apology, folks. You got to remember. People don't know everything that offends everyone. So, for example, like um, it could be like a white person telling me or Keith like, wow, like, wow, you guys are really smart or Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting you to be smart. Whatever. It it could be an offhanded comment. That we've heard a million times yeah. from white people, right? But what we realize too is we realize that you may not be around black people that much, right? Yeah. Which is one thing. Or whatever whatever black people you probably see, you probably see them on TV and it's not the best version of what black people really are. Yeah. So maybe you've seen Love and Hip Hop and you think that black people walk around acting like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe you've seen too many episodes of Cops where mm-hmm. black people being arrested and you start thinking we're fucking criminals, mm-hmm. right? So that's the problem. When you don't have enough interactions with other cultures and people and things, you can start to say off-color things that can be offensive and not even fucking realize it. White people don't know everything that offends black people. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect them to know everything, right? But do your due diligence and understand that, hey, maybe I don't have enough black friends. I don't know what the fuck's going on. 
you make an apology, I'm not going to chastise you for it. I'll yeah. say, hey, it's cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, and in this case, that's what um, what freaking Nick Cannon did. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that I've seen, and this is something that, you know how, um, like, uh, don't be a menace or, you know, a lot of these other um comedy sketches or whatever we've always made fun of like the muslims for you know not liking white uh like quote-unquote not liking white women but really liking white women or like selling bean pies or just being extreme versions of whatever and we also you know us as black people always got always have like muslim you know cousins uncles whatever or we know somebody that's like black muslim yeah black american muslim yeah and we know somebody that's a you know israelite or you know you know black hebrews or whatever the case may be right and we all know that they they, um, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe. We, t- you know, we talked about it earlier. 100%. As far as like religious beliefs, it's, it's okay to do that. But um, the problem with them lies in the fact that a lot of the the sentiments that they say sound like what Nick Cannon exactly. was saying. And so for Nick Cannon, I, you know, we talked about earlier about people just regurgitating information exactly. that they heard and not really thinking about it objectively. All the, he said, and he's actually said all those same statements that he said before yeah. in, oh, in yeah. prior conversations. That's what he, he's had a lot of, um, a lot of black Muslims on his, his right. platform before, and they speak about those same sort of things. But, um, in that case, you know, he's just regurgitating a lot of right. those things that we've heard from, you know, my uncles and, right. you know, different people that, that I know personally. So for me, it wasn't that shocking to hear, right. but I think just because of the, how sensitive people are at this time, exactly. we're hyper aware of racism and, and all these things. Oh, yeah. it, it just kind of radiated to, to, you know, to the, with an nth degree or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I just think the problem lies with in, in, in the way that, that community of people thinks that right. a lot of the stuff that they do is like it's um i guess it's black empowerment mm-hmm. but it comes off as like racism 100 percent. which is you know it's, it's 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 just not the time for that sort of thing not at and, all. and to think about you know in you know in just i guess in like 2020 and you know uh a lot of the jewish people and white people they've just kind of they're just kind of all in one pot, you know, whatever country or part of the part of Europe you're from, they just kind of threw everybody in there together. But there's still a lot of Jewish people out there that, you know, only two, three, you know, maybe four generations ago, you know, their parents, I mean, their, you know, great, um, whatever's have grandparents. Yeah. They were been in, uh, not grandparents cause they wouldn't be alive, but you know, different, you know, uncles and aunts and stuff were in concentration camps and, you know, were affected by the Holocaust. So what happens is we just kind of forget about the totality of what went on in history. And, you know, it's, it's, it's uh that's why it's very toxic to not really objectively think about things and it's kind of interesting that these two things kind of ran back to back um it's just like we just can't go out there and just be believing anything anybody says and a lot of the stuff that if you if you the clip is too long for us to insert here but if you go back and listen to it like i think the root of it is in a good place as far as like, right. the, you know, they're talking about systematic oppression. But what happens is they do in this whole historical context. They start about, talking about Illuminati and shit. Yeah, Illuminati and Jewish people and this and this and that. And it's like <laughs> you start to become insensitive. And we right. have to think about like what would happen if 
a white person or a Jewish person was saying that about black people. A hundred percent. Like they come from Africa and they, yeah, you know, by, yeah, by nature that they don't have houses or homes they and, still. you know, they live. Yeah. It's just like, if you start to spew these things, um, how crazy that would sound. Right. And there's going to, the fucked up thing is there's going to be people that agree with it. Yeah. That's yeah. just how people are. You know what I was just thinking about right now when you're talking is that echo chambers exist in every subculture or yeah. religion. So for example, um, Let's say you're black and you have a black experience. What happens too is you could you could end up living within an echo chamber because if you have if you're around nothing but black people, you experience the same things, you might not start to believe things that happen outside of it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're white, let's say you 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 grew up in an area in the country where you don't really have any black friends, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you believe it or not, you belong like you 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 move within an echo chamber. Um, because you don't, you're kind of shut off to the experiences of other people. So you start to believe all this shit extra more um, that exists within that echo chamber. Same thing with religion. Mm-hmm. You could live within an echo chamber of being Christian, Muslim, whatever. Um, let's say you can even be in a gang, a blood or a crip. What you believe exists within that echo chamber. So we have all these different subcultures or things that we work within that we become a product of it and we exist within an echo chamber in that. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck he's doing, Nick, is I don't know what the fuck that is, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. This guy was wearing a turban and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, he's been wearing one for a while. Yeah, he's worn yeah. one for a while. Yeah. I, I just think like, but th- there is something to it. Like, um, Sometimes, like, you almost, like, overcompensate for being a free thinker. Exactly. And I think that's what happened with him. It's like, yeah. and, and, and I think it's important to understand, like, right. you know, some of the stuff that, um, though, that community of people, you know, the, the, the black Muslims, they, they have a lot of good, um, nuggets when it comes to, you know, information about our community, right. the history and stuff right. like that. But, um, some of it is just so far out there. You just have exactly. to you have to be able to like reel it in or decipher like what is actually helpful and conducive to our community and 100%. what just comes off as like you hating white people. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're not going to get far with that. And and and, <laughs> but that that's the the comedy and a lot of those skits I was telling you about earlier is that uh-huh. these guys like you know supposedly like hate white people and they can say that you know white people came from the caucus mountains and <laughs> they're savages and they don't have melanin so they want to steal 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 right, right, right. and then like you know they would just be sleeping with a bunch of white women yeah so. i've seen that before <laughs> yeah that's like that's the, the joke the, the pro the pro black guy that sleeps with number white yeah women. exactly yeah don't get me mm-hmm. wrong Ain't nothing wrong with white girls man but it's just it's just funny you would expect somebody that's like super pro black that you know black empowerment whatever mm-hmm. the case and then they're dating a chick named Kelly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the, to the white girls out there. <laughs> Shout out to all the snow bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, man. Um, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Yeah. If you take anything away from this conversation, just understand that everything that you say isn't facts, for one. Yeah. And it could come off as very, uh, it could come off as hateful if you're not cognizant of the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Especially when you're when you're a person that that works with a large platform like Nick Cannon, people are looking to be offended for one. And then when you actually say something offensive, that makes it even fucking worse. Yeah, I think that I mean, that's it's uh, I think that uh, we have to it's okay to it's not really okay to say these things because we're human, but we are human. So, right. you know, there's uh there's a. Uh, 
certain amount of uh, leniency we have just because we don't know everything. Right. So there, you know, in, in that aspect, you know, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you, you know, you try to correct it and you apologize for it. But I think before we just go out and, you know, same thing with Deshaun Jackson, before we just go out and start regurgitating these things, I think we have to just do some research on both sides, 100%, right? You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to understand, you know, what you know, what the uh, Muslim community or these people have to, uh, right. what they believe about, you know, white people and right. people that lack melanin. Um, but maybe do some research on on that side and right. see what you know what they have to say. Yeah, yeah. So, or talk to these people. Like exactly. Nick Cannon, you have a huge platform, and I'm right. sure a lot of people would want to come on your show and talk, but. The people that be on there the majority of the time are these same the people that align right. with the way he thinks. A hundred percent. Not mm-hmm. to mention that you got away with general. Well, he didn't get away with it, but he generalized people. Yeah. Right? He basically threw a bunch of different other people, whether Europe or Jewish, whatever. He put them all in there and said mm-hmm. they all lacked melanin and that they all since they lack melanin, they lack compassion. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is with this Black Lives Matter movement going on and you look at these protests and you see a bunch of fucking white people at these protests. Yeah, it's that's like, not fair to them. It's not fair to them mm-hmm. for you to say that white people lack compassion. But when and he you, lives in L.A. It's so many. Yeah. Well, I don't know where he lives, but I assume he lives in L.A. Yeah, and there's so many Jewish people out there. It's yeah. so it would have been so easy to right. have a conversation with one of these yeah. people. Yeah. And I I know Jewish people personally, and you know yeah. they. And as much as like from the outside looking in, we just view we just clump all white people together. You know, whether yeah. you, if you got light skin, like you know, and you know a certain color hair, yeah. or a certain style or coarseness of hair or whatever not coarseness but a certain texture of hair um we just clump them all together but there are certain people that really take this idea of being jewish to heart like oh, they really course. yeah you know it, there's a whole experience tied mm-hmm. to it a very mm-hmm. horrific one mm-hmm. they're they're one of the first uh i think to be almost ethnically cleansed yeah you know so they, they try went to, to a, a, wipe a, them out yeah they went mm-hmm. through a traumatic experience of mm-hmm. literally having experiments ran on them people yeah you know getting gassed and mm-hmm. you know getting uh marks on their arm like mm-hmm. being treated like cattle like it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's a it's very it's horrible mm-hmm. and and for you to be insensitive to it first of all let's let's be clear i don't know all the Jew, the, the the jewish history yeah you know but at the same time you know, I could even be saying something that I don't think is bad. Towards yeah, we might have said something. We might have said something. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. but look, this is a this is a teachable moment. I think I think he made a genuine apology. Yeah, and you know, Wild and Al dropped him, which is weird. I thought that was his fucking show. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you get dropped from. <laughs> imagine being dropped from a Trucker's Mind yeah. podcast. Right? They'd be like, Eddie has been removed from uh, Trucker's Mind podcast yeah. for anti-Semitic comments. You'd be like, what the fuck? You can't remove me from my yeah. own platform, motherfucker. I mean, have a, my co-host going to be named Teddy. Like, You're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, but he, hey, hey, he got kicked <clears throat> off a of wilding out. He's wilding out, all right, because <laughs> he's out of there. Yeah. But, but they kept him on the mass Singer, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, I think we we... We just have to have conversations. And I think that's the the cool thing about how people reacted to just Deshaun Jackson's situation yeah, same, yeah. where uh, Edelman came out exactly. and was just like, yo, like, like, let's, you know, I can take you to this museum and you take me to this museum and we'll just have lunch in LA and we'll chop it up and, you know, it'll be a thing. So I think that's the, that's the way to go. Unless people are saying something extremely hateful and which, what he said was insensitive, but I don't think it was hateful. Right. Well, I don't know. I take that back. I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you're part of that community, 100%. you can take it how, however you want to. 100%. But um, 
but yeah, I just think he 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 came from a uh, a position of misunderstanding, and I think that you know maybe some you know hopefully on his next episode he just invites you know somebody from the Man, Jewish community. Let's, on there. let's just try to apply it as much as we can to our culture or whatever we're doing. Yeah, um, meaning you know somebody makes an offhanded comment saying you know black people they just want to live in the ghetto and be ghetto and not get jobs yeah. and all that and if i reached out to that person and say hey man i just want to uh you know educate you a little bit on some things if you'd like to listen and he's like i like to listen and then i talk to him he makes an apology i'm like yeah well this is something that you didn't know yeah. i can't be mad at you for not knowing it but what i can tell you is to be careful and be cognizant of the words that come out of your mouth yeah you may not know exactly what the fuck you're talking about yeah and that could get you in deeper trouble than anything yeah, and for a guy like Nick Cannon, it sounds worse because he's a college-educated guy. He's you know he speaks well, and it's just like it's yeah. just unfortunate. What I've learned throughout my thirty-five years of life is that getting a college degree does not make you actually smart mm-hmm. because you could be ha- you could be well-educated. And don't get me wrong, formal education is great, but you can get an ed- you can get a degree and still not have common sense. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon unfortunately fell into that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching gears. Uh, Kanye West uh, made some, I guess, made a controversial statement once again uh, about Harriet Tubman, and we'll plug it in right here. So that's a Stephen move. When Harriet Tubman, well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. Y'all, we leaving right now. All right. So what you get from that is he basically said Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. Basically, Harriet Tubman just got him to work for other white people. And he's like, Kanye, man. The funny part about that statement is he had a like epiphany mid sentence. Right. And it was just like the way he said it was just like, what are you talking about? I think the most troubling thing about that was the fact that this motherfucker was wearing a bulletproof vest. (laughs) <laughs> it says security on yeah, it. Yeah, what the fuck? Is this, <laughs> this is from the con- I think Kanye needs to change his line to mental illness. Uh, Just change yeah. the name of the fucking brand of mental illness. <laughs> you got a bulletproof vest that says security on it. <laughs> the thing about Kanye, man, is what we have to understand is that we are the problem and not Kanye. And this is why. We allow people who have mental problems or, you know, their pieces of shit or whatever they are. But we allow their platform and their influence to be who they are instead of who they really are. Mm-hmm. So Kanye can say all these weird off color things that make no sense. And people were clapping for it. Mm-hmm. Some people was like, oh, no, we out of here. And the, the girls that in, in that video said, oh, no, we, 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 we about, about to, to leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But other ones, he was like he was clapping in another clip. And then he was like, no clapping, no clapping. I'm yeah. like, this dude, Kanye, he's not losing his mind. He already lost it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what mental illness is. I have mental illness in my family, and Kanye West does not need to be out and about doing shit. He needs to be focusing on his mental health. Yeah, and it seems like his his, his mental health has been debilitating since his mother passed. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what their relationship was. I'm sure it was pretty decent. He loved his mother, and it seems like before she had passed, the most craziest, wildest stuff he was into was like the president doesn't like black people. Yeah. And we was just like, everybody was championing Kanye. It was like, yeah, that's right, Kanye. Tell him he don't like black people. Mm-hmm. And then now you turn like, you know, over 10 years later and people like, yo, Kanye, we got to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think the problem is, is us as a society because we allow people with influence to say whatever crazy shit they want and we just act like it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know as far as like, obviously, um, he's spoken about um, 
you know, taking certain pills and, you know, and his music and talking to therapists and right. all these, these, these sort of things. Right. Um, you know, and I don't know where along the lines, like these sort of things, maybe he's always been like this. Maybe he's just not had the platform, you know, this huge platform to speak. And I, I also know that people, they change the trajectory of, you know, what they like to do. Like, you know, five mm-hmm. years ago, we, we didn't have a podcast and now sure. we're like, we consider ourselves podcasters. hundred percent. Um, and uh, so, you know, who knows, like, you know, the kind of things. And you've, you've heard these kind of stories before. You heard Jay-Z say he stood on the table and said, you know, I, you know, I make the best beats or, you know, all these these kind of stories. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah, I think, like you said, the, the, the biggest problem with, you know, the things that he says is really the people listening. Like these people are for any individual to just show up to a rally that Kanye West has and oh, you know it's his first presidential bid and it said nothing about politics it was more so like he was talking about you know him put you know possibly being aborted and him you know potentially aborting one of his daughters yeah, like, and I'm like I I, I don't <laughs> and I watched that whole thing and I'm like yo if if you're not uh saying anything about politics and even <laughs> Donald Trump was able to like at least say things about <laughs> politics. This thing Kanye West was crying and he yeah, was talking about Harriet Tubman. Yeah. And, but what you got to understand in, in, in the regards to, um, um, you know, abortion is it strongly aligns with conservative views um, in regards to, you know, saving the children and X and Y. And they don't believe, yeah, they don't believe in abortions. Sense. Yeah. So I think for him to go out on the limb and say that a lot of conservatives will, will respect that. I got you. Yeah. Right. But you know the the I guess the whole irony in it is it's weird because you know you want people to you know not to abort children which I, I understand that but then it's children in cages that you you don't give a fuck about so yeah. I'm just, you know what I'm saying so yeah, I don't know but yeah. and I don't want to group in all conservatives but a lot of conservatives are like well they came here parents came here illegally and then you just send them over there and it's like yeah. okay so you care about kids all right got it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But Kanye, yeah, he lost on on to make things uh to shorten it up. Yeah, he lost his fucking mind. And Kanye is saying things that make absolutely no sense in a way when he talked about Harriet Tubman. Just yeah, she didn't free the slaves. You know, they just working for white people, and it's and it's this is dangerous. Yeah, this is very dangerous because that same sort of you know you know Kanye West being there's a certain uh, cachet that you have. When you're when you're famous and you say something, so what right. happens is is that these these things become Bible, and that's yes. I think that's what happened in the canon. Like he's right. just hearing certain people that speak very well, and Kanye West doesn't speak very well. But when you hear you know certain people in the, the whatever community Nick Cannon is listening to, they speak very well. You're like, yo, this is, yo, this is mind blowing. Right. And then you then you, just, you rework those things and re- paraphrase them, and you you say them. So right. there's going to be somebody at that <laughs> rally. That's listening to Kanye West and was like, right. yo, man, like Harriet Tubman really didn't free the slaves. Oh, All she did God. was lead them to other white people. Like, yeah. damn, that's crazy. I never even thought about that. Yeah. And, and, and it's only because he's Kanye is why yeah. you're going to believe that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what's, 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 what's the fucked up thing about it is, is he said that. But the good thing about it is me and Keith look at people that do shit like this. And it makes us more hyper aware of what space we never need to move in. Mm-hmm. Not only have I known Keith like what it's been like twenty years, it's been a minute. As long as I know Desmond, yeah, yeah, like fourth grade or something yeah, like that. So shit, you're twenty, third grade or something, yeah, somewhere it's been in there. about twenty years, easy. Mm-hmm. So I've known Keith that long, 
and we've kind of we've grown and we've bounced off each other. So we'll have conversations about a celebrity doing something. And then it's like, yo, like once we reach this level, we need to make sure we never do this. Yeah. Like never. Yeah. And what <laughs> the the interesting thing is like that's why um it's it's okay for a celebrity not to say anything. That's why it's okay for J. Cole not to make a statement. It's okay Uh for Kendrick Lamar not to make a statement. Because when celebrities do make statements and they don't know what they're talking about, they sound like Nick Cannon, they sound like Kanye West. Exactly. Exactly. And let's say you you make a comment and you do it out the kindness of your heart and it's not controversial, but you'll say like, instead of saying the uh, correct amount of time, like, for the last 17 years and somebody like, well, it actually was 20 years. Mm -hmm. And if you knew what you was talking about, you would know that. Yeah, people are gonna find a way to pick your shit apart, even when you do it from a good place. Yeah, so it's like you're not gonna win. So sometimes it's best to not say shit. Yeah, you know. And, and Kanye's case, is this motherfucker running still? I thought he. Uh, I out. think he's trying. I mean, that's the first. You know, his presidential bid. I guess but that's we, the first. What we have to do as a country is we have to make sure we don't do the same thing we did with the president. Not to mention, we can say whatever we want about Kanye, but there's nothing that makes this president way more qualified than Kanye. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. They are the same fucking guy. That's Kanye it. might be a better candidate. We don't know. I don't know about that. Not with the shit he's saying. But I mean, He shit, can't that. get no worse can than Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, he can't get no worse. This nigga's terrible. <laughs> he can't get no, yeah. I was looking at a picture the other day and I was like, yo, this nigga's fresh from a tanning bed. Oh yeah, he be having a white around his eyes, and you yeah. could tell like he had the goggles on and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what in the world? The last conference, he was looking like a chicken breast. The last time. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> this nigga looking like a cutie, you know? What I'm <laughs> yo, those are all those, those candy things, <laughs> little nectarines. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. The president be looking like he got put in the air fry, <laughs> <laughs> like some air fried chicken. Wings. Oh that man, that's crazy. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, switching gears. There's not much more you can say about that. Uh, switching gears. Uh, oh, not practicing what you preach, right? And uh, Keith made me aware of something. Um, the 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 recently passed Naya Rivera. Um, had passed away from uh, basically she was drowning. She drowned, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about it on the Breakfast Club. And uh, what did he say verbatim? You know more. Um. So so yeah. So Charlemagne. I, I don't know if I know Angela. You you know Angela. He does a rumor report. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. basically, you know, they were kind of going over the details, and you know, little by little, this has been an ongoing story right. for like a, a, over a week now. Yeah. And um, I guess the latest news had came out that basically how. She basically Naya Rivera saved her son's life. Right. Um, and then they were kind of, I guess, I don't know if it's like CSI or whatever. They yeah. they may have like created a scenario as to why she passed away as far as like the currents getting, you know, crazy underneath the water. And she yeah. didn't have the strength to uh, save herself also. So Angeli is detailing the story. And then Charlamagne the God is like, See, this is why I stay in the house. Some, some to yeah, that, to yeah. that energy, and um, it's just very insensitive, yeah. and and it, it's it's also unnecessary because yeah. we're staying in the house because of uh, COVID. Yeah, because of a virus going around. If you're out on the lake, it's just you and your son that has nothing to do and with the virus. It, exactly. Um, so our sentiments is basically like there's a lot of people out there that stand on this like this moral high ground, or right. they're doing something as far as like the the communication or the mental health space, right? 
but they say things like this um, quite often. Um, And, you know, Jada Pinkett is another person that falls in line with that same thing. She does a Red Table Talk. You know, it's a a huge production, you know, that she do it. She's sitting, sitting down with all these different people. And lo and behold... You know, August Alcina is blowing her back out, right. you know, behind Will Smith's back. Exactly. And, you know, she's like, um, and then when she does get on the red table talk, it's not even like she's not being very sensitive or genuine about no. what, what was going on. She couldn't even muster up the courage to say, I had sex with August. That's Alcina. all she had to she say. Said, she said, I had an entanglement, right. just diverting from the actual thing that's going on. 100%. So it's just like, these are the people that are, um, you know, part of their brand is like these, you mental know, conversationalists, mental convers- wellness. Yeah, yeah, you know, doing the work on yourself and protecting right. your energy, all these sort of things. But when you see them, when you their actions are not aligned with no. the, the things that they're putting out into yeah. the world. And what the biggest issue I had with Charlemagne's comment is the fact that it was completely out of context. Yeah. Like you're conflating a virus and people doing regular shit and made it like, that's why I stay in the house. It's super insensitive. It's super the insensitive. Girl passed away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what it means is, is, especially for a person that goes to therapy and promotes mental health and whatnot, he really is not the best product of it. Um, he, he's, he's got a lot of work to do on himself. If yeah. he's still, he's so mentally fucked up, he thought that was appropriate. Yeah, (laughs) that's and it's like, come on, Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. Like, and and the thing about it is, is there there's some people that probably won't see a problem with it, but that's people that are also very dysfunctional. Yeah, you know, and I've seen people how they react. Like, for example, if a friend told me that their mother or cousin or whoever passed away, I say, man, I'm sorry for your loss, man. I'm really sorry for your loss. Mm -hmm. But if some people you tell even even "Mm -hmm." if that was like a like a imagine like um that friend told you that Uh and their parent had went to like a coronavirus i'm not a coronavirus party but a uh-huh. party with uh-huh. you know people wearing masks and, right you know eventually she caught it and she passed away right okay that still would be the same sentiment why right. you know there right. wouldn't be any place to say like there oh you your mom is dumb like why was she yeah why was she a hundred percent a hundred percent but you're right on that one that's a good point and mm-hmm. not only that i'd be like man i'm sorry for your your uh sorry for your loss mm-hmm. but it's some people you t- that will tell you, like, you know, my grandma or uncle, whoever passed away, and they'll be like, dang, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to get something to eat? Mm-hmm. Because they're so mentally fucked up and detached yeah. that their empathy is affected by them being fucked up. That's yeah. what people don't realize. Okay, folks, listen to this. Well, folks, listen to this. Think, think about the times you've told somebody something. That was serious or affected your family. And it's like they didn't have a switch that turned their empathy on. Mm-hmm. It, it just like almost from a place to where they like it didn't even register that you were hurt. Yeah. Or that your family was hurt or something serious was going on. It's that, sociopath. It's like a sociopath, basically. Yeah. It's <laughs> basically mm-hmm. it's like tell somebody like, oh, man, you know, my dog died. They were like, oh, that's crazy, bro. What was he doing? Yeah. People, it's like, it's crazy, man. That's Mm -hmm. how some people are. They're really fucked up. And in regards to Jada Pinkett, I think it's bad on her end, too, because with Jada, you go on a red table talk every week and you talk about this, the mindfulness and, you know, your marriage and how to keep things strong and how to empower yourself. All these bullshit conversations, these Hollywood conversations, when in actuality you suck in a 20-something-year-old guy's (laughs) dick. That's your son's friend, actually. Him and um, Jaden were friends. Mm-hmm. So to make matters worse, you suck your son's friend's dick. <laughs> I 
Imagine like, you know how when you go over your friend's house and their mom and the extent of the relationship was like, oh, hey, hi, Deborah, how's it going? Hey, Eddie, I made you some cookies. You go ahead and have some fun. Oh, thanks. That's the extent of the comp. That's the whole extent of the relationship. That's all it should be. But it went from him being Jaden's friend to him fucking Jaden's mom. Yeah. And you you a grown ass woman knowing exactly what the fuck you were doing. And they, he would have been like 22 years old. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking a dude that his frontal cortex ain't even developed yet. Yeah. Like, and this is the guy you do it with? Yeah. Like, I don't want to judge Jada, but I'm thinking about it. I'm 35. I'm not looking for a chick that's fucking 20 years old. Yeah. That's what, they, like, there's nothing that a 20-year-old can offer me but sex. But they had a, but and they had, like, a relationship. A real relationship. Yeah. What does that say about Jada, man? Because, I, I mean, look, at 35, I'm worried about, not so much worried, but I'm focused on not only growing a podcast, but growing other business ventures outside of the podcast. I have a, a job as a truck driver. I have all these type of things. Keith has things that he's doing. I can't take time out to fuck with a chick that's 20 years old. That that is living where I lived over ten years ago. Yeah. So especially one, you know, in that whole like healing things, right? Like, some the, even the tweet that she let out or the whatever the post that she put Bullshit. out, like some healing needs to be done. And then you go on there, and there's no real healing no, done. Real he healing just skirted done. around the whole conversation the whole time. Yeah, and I think that people. Um, People that don't recognize bullshit will be like, Jada was very transparent. No. Well, she said multiple times, because Keith sent me a video of a person that was a uh, body was a, language expert. A body language expert. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, he mentioned multiple ke- most, multiple times where she talked about, well, we weren't together. You know, I was she done. You kept were, saying She that. kept saying it over yeah. and over and over. It was to kind of absolve her of the what she had did to her marriage. If you are not legally divorced, then you can't say you're you wasn't married. together. You still yeah. married. So you've avoided. We were separated. We, we were weren't se- getting back together. Yeah, yeah she kept saying that. Yeah. And it's like you were still legally together. For yeah, one. And, yeah. And not to mention, you know, now Will Smith has to go in front of all these people and be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even want to own up to it. All she had to do was say, yeah, uh, to make matters, you know, just to make a long story short. Yes, we were together. Um, it was a relationship. We did that for a while, but, you know, I'm I'm not proud of that. And I hope we can move on. And I hope that our marriage is fine. If she did that, cool. But using words like entanglement to sound to make dick sucking sound uh, less less offensive. That's funny. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, this is not transparency. Yeah, this is not. This is this is is not practicing what you preach. It's not, you know, putting things on that little red table you got in there Mm -hmm. because August Alcina was putting her on the same red table and hitting I'm it from dead. the back. <laughs> he was putting her on that red table. <laughs> yeah, but you know, my thing is not to sit here and chastise a celebrity for what they did, but it is it is this is relative to anyone that I know. Yeah, so it's it's you know, our conversation is, you know, it, it just ended up being about their relationship or whatever. But it's more so about the people that, you know, stand on this platform. Right. You know, and, and anybody and obviously we have to hold ourselves accountable too, but anybody with the platform or anybody that's speaking these things, um, we have to be able to look at these people objectively. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's Oprah or you know Michelle Obama she got her podcast coming out or whoever like we have to be able to look at these people and hold them accountable because if not then um you know they can continue to right talk 
you know, this yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah, we've had we've talked about people that we respect. It was like a situation with Jay Z, and I was like, yeah, Jay Z's full of shit with that one. Yeah, when he said something about oh we didn't we didn't stand for the national anthem because we were so into the to the performance. I'm like, dude, you're full of shit. <laughs> okay, like I love yeah. Jay Z. I think he's it's such great. a practice. Right. We don't have to go over it again, but it's such a practice to like right, right. to stand up for the national anthem. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's like, come on, man. But mm-hmm. we're willing to objectively look outside of people we cool with or we believe in or what even we believe in to see people being full of shit mm-hmm. or being transparent. Yeah. So, yeah. Switching gears. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Um, Tiffany Haddish recently posted a picture of herself on Instagram and she shaved all her hair off. Right. Honestly, she has a cute head. Mm-hmm. She really does. She has the head to be bald. I thought it looked really natural. It looked really good, honestly. Yeah. But- you know, to kind of go along with that, um, I was watching a little bit of the Jordan doc, and I was just, like, jealous. Like, like Michael Jordan looks better bald. Right, right, right. Or, like, a guy, I was watching Chad Johnson earlier. Uh-huh. Like, he, these are guys that, like, have, like, a, and also you have, like, a, a head that <laughs> works for, like, being bald. Right. Me, on the other hand, like... It could get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you lost. But you, I mean, I don't think you're going to lose your hair, though. You're good. Yeah, I should be all right. Yeah, but, but if you did, you'd be in trouble, man. Yeah. That'd be, who? Did you tell you got like kind of like a little bit of lumps in it? Yeah, my stuff is lumpy. <laughs> I got uh, crevices and valleys in my head. <laughs> I got a central valley in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So Tiffany had exposed to the picture of herself with her hair um, cut off. Because she says she always wanted to see her scalp or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, what I've noticed about Tiffany Haddish is, and like, I'm not saying I know her, but I've noticed she does things according to her. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's how you should move. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some people in the comments, it wasn't a whole bunch of people, there were some people that were questioning her mental health because she cut her hair off. Mm-hmm. Saying like, are you okay? You know what I mean? You good, sis. Yeah, you good, sis. Whatever the case. <laughs> But what people don't understand is is just is is they will question everything you do regardless. Yeah. So this is why you have to you have to love yourself. You have to love everything about you because people are going to question it, mm-hmm. and you have to continue to double down. Like, hey, I did this. This is me. I love myself. I'm not worried about what you motherfuckers are saying about my head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to do this. This is why I'm doing it. Do you think that me and Keith are going to listen to some Joe Blow about what we, we should do, uh, uh, business wise that literally has no real bearing or change, like doesn't have any impact on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to listen to them. Yeah. I definitely know I'm not. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things, like the weird thing. It's so what happens with that situation is you get a guy or, um, you know, you, you get a situation like Britney Spears and, you, you know, go. she's having this mental breakdown and she just right. shaves her head. Um, she's having another one too. Oh, I didn't know that. Right she's now. dancing and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> she lost a step too. Yeah. She used to be like actually like a decent dancer. Yeah, I don't know but, what's going on with yeah. this. Yeah. But um but yeah, in the you know, in the case of Britney Spears, you know, she's going through these whatever, you know, maybe a breakup or you know, d- baby daddy issues or whatever and then she just shaves all of her head off, her hair off. Um and she's out here looking looking wild. Um but we knew there there was some something there that was kind of off about what she was doing, 100%. and you know maybe people in your personal life that have you know just you know made these drastic changes to their hair in order to you know start start something new or you know they just get tired of it or whatever. I, you know I've know people personally that have done similar things, um, but what ha- and what happens with that is like you see something so many times. 
Uh, yeah, we had a technical difficulty, man. We we're talking about something, and this shit just happened, man. That's what happens when you got this low budget podcast. I'm just man. nah, man. You know, <laughs> once we get a production team, man, this ain't gonna happen no more. You know what I'm saying? It's we, more so about yeah, just like we just have. Uh, basically, what happens is when you do this thing like a on the independent level, right? Like you have a lot of uh, equipment that's not necessarily built for recording 121 episodes, right? And then you know, so once we start getting sponsors and you know the ad revenue going, and you know everything will oh, be yeah. like on the up and up. No, yeah, exactly. But to be honest, our setup is a lot better than a lot of other podcasts. Yeah, you got people recording shit from phones. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> so yeah. the, the 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 content, um, or regards to the sound, is pretty decent. Yeah. You know, at least for what I've been told, there's been some episodes that have been kind of shaky towards the beginning, but now they're good. Mm-hmm. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and switch gears to the last topic. Switching gears. Um, all of your relationships should be the same. And what I mean by that is this. Every relationship you have should have like a, a symbiotic. Um, uh, uh, they should all be symbiotic. Yeah. Like you basically should not get in a situation where you're the one putting in more than the other person. So I don't care if it's a personal like your your relationship or your marriage or your business partnership or whatever the case. The only reason why like me and he do this podcast is because we do this podcast as a collaborative. If I was showing up and he kept skipping it, then I wouldn't me and Keith wouldn't be doing a podcast no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why we've done this every week. And I think that that doing having a podcast or business relationship with people that display that level of consistency um, it kind of it kind of messes up everything for everyone else that you come across because if they can't live up to the standard of someone like Keith, I can't fuck with them. Yeah, you know what I mean, Keith. Like, yeah, if I'm doing a business relationship with someone and I know I'm going to show up every time at Saturday 5 p.m. to do X and Y, and they miss a week or two weeks, I don't want to deal with them anymore mm-hmm. because I do a podcast with someone who has sat across from me for 121 weeks who is equally or more busy than the other person that I'm trying to work with. And he hasn't made an excuse yet. Yeah. So what's your excuse? Yeah. You know? know Yeah. That's real. I think, I think in, you know, I've been on the other side of like these sort of, um, um, I guess leeches where, you know, you're the person, you know, giving out more of yourself or your resources than, than the other person. And it's, it's very exhausting and it, it, and it comes across as like very selfish. A hundred percent. You know, though, they're like, cause, you know, and it could be on a, on a business level. It can be, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, in this like entertainment or yeah. the, you know, our sexual up and coming. Relations. Yeah, sexual relations. I'm giving good dick, but not receiving. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. But <laughs> 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 uh, but no, like, <laughs> but to, to me, this kind of leans more so into like, you know, the, the personal relationships you have with right. like, with your friends, you know, sometimes it'd be, you'll have that friend that's, uh, that's having issues with, with their girlfriend or issues with, you you know, in their relationship. And what happens a lot of times is like, people like to lean on you. Right. And that leaning on you in, although that's like an analogy, um, it starts to become physically draining. Like, and then it's just like a, this thing where you you start to despise, like talking to these people because they, Every time you talk to him, it kind of reverts back to that 
that same sort of yeah. my girl's doing this. Yeah. Hey, can you check on my girl? She, you know, she doing it. Then it's That's just like, much. yo, I'm like, bruh, this is like, this is, I'm not a therapist. Yeah. To make matters worse is these same people, they won't be reaching out to you when everything's going pretty good for them. You might call them. They don't return the call or they're, you know, with their significant, whoever it is. Yeah. And as long as, excuse me, as long as things are good, they're not hitting you up. But whenever times, anytime things get bad, they want to lean on you. Oh man, I need some advice, man. Oh, you know, so-and-so. And and I don't, I, you know what I despise too is like the people that try to mask their like leechiness um, with other stuff. Right. So they'll be like, um, like, Hey, let's watch the game. And then all of a sudden, the whole game, they're talking about their girlfriend. Oh, my God. I'm like, bro, I just want to watch Jimmy Garoppolo throw an interception. Yeah. And you over here here telling me about your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You meant touchdown, right? No, I meant interception. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Nah, but it's just ultimately, man, I know some chicks that date guys and you're like his girlfriend, but you're also like his mom. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. You got a grown man over here, but you feel like, you know, like that's not love. That's codependency. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need to be around people who um, uh, have something. You need to be willing to offer something and they have to also have that same mm-hmm. attri- the same uh, attribute. Yeah. Uh, because it's 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 draining, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, some people start to feel a sense of entitlement. They feel entitled to more of you than they give to you. Yeah. So it's like um, you can have whatever type of situation, and they feel entitled to using your situation as leverage for them. But when it comes time for, for them to do it, one, they won't do it. Not to mention, they wouldn't do it if they could do it. Yeah. So why are you, and you start to wonder, like, why am I overextending myself? Yeah. This is why, this is why with, in regards to women and just dating in general, I don't like to give them more attention than they give me. I think that we live in a world too, where men give women so much attention and it's so lopsided that um, if you don't give women the amount of attention that all these other guys give them, they start looking at you like you don't like them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I'm just not willing to give up more of myself than you are giving me. Yeah. Because that's a bad way to start off any friendship relationship is that I have to, I have to always be the one that's igni- uh, like initiating something or I have to always be the one that's showing interest in something. That's too much. Yeah. No double text. No, like, that's too much. That. Yeah. I've, look, I've done it. I'm not speaking from a person that hasn't, you know, I've, I've double text chicks. I've, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, text him three times like hey i don't know if you got my text i'm just seeing how you're doing it's like they got the fucking text buddy yeah my service was bad my phone was tripping yeah yeah Yeah. they got it man they just ain't fucking with you bro yeah i sent that dick pic earlier i don't know (laughs) 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 oh dang that'd be crazy i wonder how many men in america sent a dick pic and they just got left on red Uh, I remember this girl told me that her cousin, um, he he was sending out a dick pic, but he actually sent it to his parents. Like he sent it to the. Oh no! Yeah, I was like, dang. He was waiting for a text too. He's probably like, dang, she ain't text me back. What's going on? (laughs) Oh my god, that's funny. Oh man, dude. Yeah, you gotta be real careful. You got no self control. You sending dick pics to your own. Oh man. Uh I feel bad for his parents, dude. 
Yeah, that's just a tough situation. You can't never live that down. Hell no. That's something that's stuck in your brain forever yeah, as you know, a parent. What's, what's going to happen? Shit. You're going to go to a family function, and all the family's going to find out about this mm-hmm. shit, right? So you're going to go to a family function. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, nephew? You still sending pictures of your dick? Yeah, that one uncle. <laughs> Boy, you crazy. Got no filter. You out here sending you could be in a, you could be going to church with your family. Boy, you better stop sending everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. You, then you see the pastor of the church. How you doing, young man? I heard you was doing something you wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, back in my dick sending days, um, <laughs> I would, you know, be very careful about, you know, just you know, the name attached to, you know, who I was in it. A hundred percent, man. Because that's, that's scary. That's got to be reciprocated too, man. You yeah. can't, first of all, it's like, I, I don't, um, I don't suggest anybody send nudes because they could be anywhere. Yeah. But if you did or you still do, you got to make sure that person is willing to send you something back. Yeah. Or that person is private yeah. or, or the situation is like, the situation is reciprocated because you don't want to be the guy just sending that. Yeah. Then that could come off as motherfucking. That's bad. Yeah. yeah don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I think talking, I really think we should just stop doing it in general. Like, yeah, 100%. unless, yeah, just because people are so careless with those 100%, things. Yeah. yeah. Just, I just, as like, men, you need to like not do it. Just, re- just retire. It's all good. Yeah. Because it's gonna be a scrapbook and your dick gonna be in there. <laughs> Some girl will come out with a tell-all book and it's gonna say all the dicks I've seen. <laughs> That's crazy. That'd be terrible, man. Yeah. That's a bad way to go out. But I don't know how we strayed this far from the main topic. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I think that being in situations where people are not as invested in as what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, if they're not as invested as you in something, that's going to end up bad nine times out of ten. Yeah. Nine times out of ten is going to end up bad. Yeah. I just, I just think that um, Gary Vee, um, he said, I think one of the greatest you know things he said and a thing that kind of helped shape the way to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard this like right after I graduated college mm-hmm. um, in 2017. He's basically saying like when you when you're approaching people you want to work with or right. you know approaching people or statuses you want to get to, make sure you lead with offering something. Right. And you know after that I started like you just hitting up certain people like yo let me do a video for you let me edit some for you let me do this right. and you know in turn like I've been able to uh, reach a certain amount of success on right. my own. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people out here that we know personally that don't really understand that sentiment. True. Cause 100%. for me, like me and Eddie, we do this all on our own. We do, we do a lot of things all on our own, all, all on our own, or just with the information that we've gained from, right. um, you know, YouTube or Google or, you know, me just going to school or anything like that. So for me, I'd never go into a situation asking for anything. Like I'm 100%. the person offering things all the time. 100%. And in turn, when you know someone else needs something or when someone else can help me with something, then it feels it feels okay. Right. You know, it feels like we're you know we're both helping each other. Right. But I I don't even know how I could you know I hate asking people for anything. Yeah. So I don't even know how com- people are so comfortable with just like take 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 take. Yeah, it's a personality problem. Mm -hmm. I I think if you're comfortable with taking things from people but not offering, you're not going to get very far because Mm -hmm. guess what happens? People talk about that and they talk about you behind your back and you don't even know it. Yeah. Because what's happening is, is when you're the motherfucker that's taking shit and you're not offering anything, you may think it's all good because you're the one that's getting over, right? You're the one Mm -hmm. that's winning. But when you're not looking, 
somebody's like, yeah, that dude, he never fucking brings beer to the party. Man, yeah. That, that, that fucking dude, he never, uh, he never brings this to the whatever video shoots or he doesn't mm-hmm. bring this to there. She don't never bring none to the family gathering. She never bring nothing to the family mm-hmm. gathering. All she does is take plates home, mm-hmm. but she never brings nothing to eat. Yeah. And that's what they say about you. Yeah. So you got to make sure that whenever you leave, or whatever you do, nobody can say nothing bad about you. That's like real. any job that I've done, when I left that job or whatever, can't nobody throw no dirt on my name. All they can mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, he was a hard worker. There ain't mm-hmm. nothing they can say. And I set it up that way on purpose mm-hmm. because you got to realize, too, we'll go back to something we said a long time ago, that the way that you are is a credit report. It's basically yeah. like a credit the life report. life score. It's a life score mm-hmm. instead of like a, instead of a freaking... Uh, FICO. Instead of like an experienced credit report, <laughs> you, the way you live and how you move and what you do leaves behind a report. Yeah. Now, have I been the best at every job? No. It's been some jobs where I was kind of bullshit and that was back in the day. But especially now, I take it very seriously because I know that not only am I doing a job, but I'm also creating opportunities by how I move in the world. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's nothing like, for example, if somebody from some executive from somewhere, if if somehow we're talking and or he approach or I approach him, whatever the case, yeah, he could say, "Well, oh, what what do you know about podcasts?" And I'm like, "Oh, I got these 121 episodes. If yeah. you'd like to check that out, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I got these 121 episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and if you look at the analytics, they've been done every week over 121 weeks for over two years. So yeah, I got a little bit to say about that. Yeah, then that changes the conversation because you're you're coming with something to offer. Yeah. I mean, just in a, you know, a personal example that only happened to me the past couple of days, like right. uh, my friend's mom is a real estate agent uh-huh. and um, she had been working with uh, she works with a with a with a company and she was like, yo, I want to start getting more colored people, mm-hmm. you know, helping me and, you know, you know, doing the photos, doing the, the walkthroughs of the house and stuff like that. People, people of color. Color people sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> people of color. Yeah. So she basically she wanted more black people. Um, so <laughs> she 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 hit me up and she was like, hey, like, you know, if, what would you charge to do some some pictures, some real estate photography? Uh-huh. And um, I was like, honestly, like I've never done it. Be- it's, it's pretty simple as far as, you mm-hmm. know if you know what you're doing, like just taking the pictures and stuff like that. But I was like, look, I'll, I'll do it for free. Cause I honestly, I don't know nothing about as far as like the rates and how much people are charged. I'll do it for free. And then if you like it, then we could work out something on the back end. Yeah. So I I did, I went, I took the pictures. Um, it was a, you know, pretty nice house. I tried to make it look, you know, better than it really was. Um, so Mm -hmm. took the pictures. Um, the turnaround wasn't as fast as I wanted to, cause I got kind of busy, but Mm -hmm. Sent the pictures back to her and she was like, yo, the pictures are good. You know, we can work, you know, well, I'll definitely get you some more work in the future. 100%. So I, that's like just the, the the prime example of how we should, you know, lead yeah. um, as far as like building relationships True. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's I think that's very honorable to do that. Meaning mm-hmm. like, look, I'll determine my price when you determine when look, we ha- as a collaborative, we'll determine the price because I'm not going to just do something. To say, well, I charge this much. Yeah. And then. I give you that work and you say, I don't know if it's worth this much. So now you're trying to negotiate your rate mm-hmm. based off what I gave you. When instead, as a collaborative, I told you, you know what? Hold off on that money you want to pay me. Let me take these photos for you. For example, for me, I have something that I'm starting, which I won't really disclose on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, a lot of the services at the beginning will be free based on the fact that 
I want to organically impact the situation Mm -hmm. so they could say, oh, fuck, that's nice or that's really good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to listen and observe the situation and say, "Okay, I can I could create uh, prices based off this, that and the other Mm -hmm. versus like just saying, oh, well, this is worth this. Mm-hmm. So it's really honorable. It's it's a good business practice to kind of move the way Keith was doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, man, that's the way to do it, man. And, and also, like you know, there's a lot of people that reach out to us as far as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, y'all want to be on your podcast. I want to talk. Y'all got good topics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what if that same person led with, "Hey, let me record y'all podcast. Hey, oh, let me, wow, you know, let me take some pictures of y'all podcast or let yeah. me, you know, let me help with whatever. Like let me help with the promote any any of those sort of things and just see how that sort of like conversation point. or That's that communication point. will get you and then eventually, you know, maybe you might get it we might have a third mic where you just chiming in every now and then. That's like a, a good point. Yeah. That, you know what? That's a hell of a point. And mm-hmm. you you want to know why? It's because for one, I feel like if you're offering with some with if you're leading with something to offer, it makes sense. Yeah. Now let me be very clear. I don't want to make it like this podcast is such a big deal that, you know, you, you know, you gotta be blah, blah, blah to get on the podcast. But the thing is, is is everyone that has been on this podcast is we took interest in them. So we we've looked and chose them based off something we've seen, um, a certain value or certain activism or, you know, whether it's them working in uh, entertainment or music or whatever it is, we took uh, interest in them from doing that. Mm-hmm. And this is no slight to literally anyone that has ever wanted or asked to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just, it's a, it's a collaborative also. So yeah. Keith will be like, Hey Eddie, you thought about this person or whatever. And then, we might be like, that doesn't work for, that's not the best thing for us right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it has nothing to do with, you know, you not being cool or whatever. It has everything to do with the fact that it's probably not the best for at this moment. Yeah. Because um, people have asked me, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a dick, but if it if it doesn't work out for me and Keith, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Just because it's a collaborative decision. It's yeah. Not, it's not based off of. You know, yeah, you know, Eddie's acting like Jesus Christ with his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> we treat this as like something that we we obviously own it, but it's right. like it's it's our it's ours. Like it's 100%. our baby. So right. you know, we don't you know, if you think about it as a literal baby, you're not just, you know, handing your baby over to just random people if you some don't people, trust them. Some people is and they do it until they get CPS called. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't Michael Jackson out here. I ain't having my baby dangling over a freaking balcony. <laughs> Everybody, meat blanket. <laughs> yeah, man. Nigga, Mike yeah, not, was losing. Not, not to mention, I, I see this podcast going somewhere very uh, uh, significant. Yeah. Right. So, being as that is the case, I think that you want to do um, quality control, and I think that not everybody is built to be on your platform, or they're not built to help you with ever whatever brand it is. You could be doing clothing. And everybody's not great for whatever you're doing. You just have to know how to to vet people uh, so you can give the best product possible. Yeah. Um, now, it looks like we came today to this podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank everyone. Sorry for the technical difficulty earlier. We'll get it right. Yeah, we'll get it right, man. But mm-hmm. if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you for listening to episode 121. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. Right here. Peace.